my aunt who's like Catholic, her whole life, Irish Catholic, her whole life, she's telling this, this story about how she was like in Jerusalem or something with like some friends and she saw like an ex-boyfriend and how insane that moment was seeing him there and you know like after decades and like them being in this faraway place it was like that and then she just like offhand was like i mean well you know how like everyone in your life is basically the only people in the world and everyone else's holograms to teach us lessons yeah <laughs> and peter and i were like what <laughs> say what aunt mo well okay so i've added a new question to my podcast and I, i've i've called it like unwritten rules so it's like things like that aunt mo thing that you just believe and you maybe have not expressed but if you were to express it to someone they would be like wait what <laughs> i guess like i have a an obsessive thing like i still pick my feet up off the the car like even if i'm driving i still pick my feet up when i go over a train track i think it's a thing i think it's a thing that kids do on the bus or whatever you go over a train track and you know how you like hold your breath as you go past the cemetery or pick up your feet as i don't know the kids on my bus picked our feet up when we went over a train track and i still do it even when i'm driving so your car goes out of control for no, like it doesn't. I I don't let go of the steering wheel, but it is kind yeah. of just like one moment, like right. You have one foot, your right, right, your your right foot is on the pedal, your left foot is like hanging out just on the side. I pick my left foot and my right foot off for just a second. And so is <laughs> what why did why did people do it as a kid? Was it to avoid the like jarringness of the bump through your body or was it to feel like you were floating for a neither second? neither it's like a step on your crack moment or step on the crack really it's like bad luck or something that's how i huh. remember it let us know let the right right into do, this mom stops at gmail.com <laughs> If you're interested in interacting with my podcast, (laughs) go through Mom Stomp and then I'll listen to Mom Stomp and comment on it. And then they'll shit on me for listening to their podcast fastidiously. This is never going to end. This is never going to end, Dave. Like, this is. I know. I know. I really. You know, I'm not like trying to insert myself into the Mom Stomp universe. I'm just. I just You're enjoy in interacting with you all. But I feel like sometimes I feel like, am I becoming like Brittany and Rihanna? Like this? <laughs> oh, wait. We do Brittany. We do Rihanna. <laughs> now we do Dave. <laughs> we love it. It's content for us. <laughs> <laughs> These tools are for you to use. These tools are for you to Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. My name is Dave, Dave Marr. I'm a comedian. I host this show. And I was in a coma, what, eight, seven and a half years ago now? Then And it's all over. And it's, uh, it's forgotten, it's done, and we don't need to worry about it anymore. So that's the end of the podcast, and thanks for listening. Um, Okay, what am I doing? But one thing you should know, well, my guest this week is Joe Scott. Joe Scott is a wonderful human being, 
a very talented actress, a comedian, a, a connector of people. She plays Sue Melsky on Joe Para Talks With You. And I've told her this uh, via text, but that Sue Melsky, that Sue Melsky character is is hot. Joe is I think it would be cool if this episode got a bunch of people who hadn't seen the Joe Perry show to go see it. Very good uh pandemic show. Or people who had seen it to go back and reevaluate and all of us to elevate Joe to uh sex icon status. I think that would be fucking cool. So let's do that for Joe. I also know her as a a mom, a mom not only literally, but a, like I said, a connecting, a coordinating figure in the Chicago comedy scene. And that is important because she currently has a podcast with previous guest of the show, Annie Donnelly. And the podcast is called Mom Stomp. I referenced it, and Claire Favret and I kind of riffed on an idea uh, from a Mom Stomp episode in the last episode of this podcast. And uh, you know, Mom Stomp—it's a great podcast. They uh, keep calling me a bitch. They, um, you know, refer to me as as angry and, um you know, unsuccessful, but I, I just have nothing but good things to say about mom stomp. I really love it. Um, it's a very funny show. I wrote a review of it. They, 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 when I ask for Patreon patrons, I'm begging, but when they ask for reviews of their podcast, they're just, they're being smart marketers. And it worked because I wrote a five-star review my my the title of the re- review was pretty good for two whites and the text was these moms curse and talk about horny stuff and that's funny to me and i think that sums up their show pretty well so you should listen to that and also you should know i don't think this is in the episode but here's the thing okay i don't always re-listen to the full audio if there's ever a something really weird, you're going to have to tell me. You're going to have to let me know. Email thisisdavemar at gmail.com because there's a good chance that I missed it. Because I, I, you know, not that I, not that I, I hate, it has nothing to do with listening to my own voice. It just, it saves time. But anyway, I'm not sure, the thing I'm not sure if it made it into the podcast or not, I'm pretty sure it didn't, is I told Joe that I am planning to um we're, this is uh we're in the mid 80s of episodes now and uh so we're coming up on 100 and I thought it would be fun to do something fun I haven't confirmed it with her yet but I do plan to ask my mom to do the 100th episode of this show so Joe references that at one point and um you know cats out of the bag big big spoiler there so you know, Gerard Carmichael comes out as gay in Rothaniel, and I'm maybe having my mom on the 100th episode of my Afterlife podcast. So who's to say which is bigger news there, you know? Anyway, 
People have written reviews of this show. I will say not not as many people of MomStomp. MomStomp just had 20 episodes. Listen, this isn't about comparison. I know they're going to roast my ass for this, but the, the, they have they have 32 five-star ratings, which, of course, should only be five-star. Um, I, th- I think I have a few more reviews, and, and I really like the reviews, but it, I only have 19 ratings. I, pre- I prefer the reviews, but you have to do the rating to do the review. So, you know, if by the next week folks could go into their Apple podcast app, if that's where you're listening, majority of listeners do, um, and if you could give the show a five-star rating or one star, I, 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 think, I think extreme star ratings are the best – Speak the best of a thing. I want to see a one-star thing. I want to see a five-star thing. So anyway, if you go in there, give me a five-star rating, write a few more reviews so that it looks like, you know, I've produced four times as many episodes as MomStomp, and then and then rate and review away for MomStomp, you know? And Joe does mention the the MomStomp uh, email address uh, a couple times in this in this interview as well, so you can get in touch with her there. You'll you'll hear if you or, or you'll read if you go to um the the reviews of my podcast that uh one most recent review uh says highlight of my Tuesday who is having that conversation this podcast so it's pretty good curiosity openness and kindness I adore the conversation with M. Sage. Dave is sharp, perceptive, and sincere. This human is a treasure, and his story is a treasure map. Um, I shared that with Matt Sage, and I wasn't sure which human. And since I'm the second reference there, it does kind of seem, and as I say that loud, it does seem more like me. And it really um, makes me feel bad about the kind of... Uh, passive aggressive sarcasm that i've offered for a lot of this intro um has that been evident that that's been sarcasm great question probably not anyway those are some reviews of the show if you review the show i will read it i'll i'll fucking read it man don't don't even tempt me because i will read it okay or not if you tell me you don't want me to read it i i won't read it Anyway, this conversation with Joe is a fucking great episode, man. It's honestly, it felt refreshing to do. I was like, this this is someone I know really well, um, but it, but is just outside. Like it, Joe and I aren't best friends; we're just friends, and so it felt nice to have that freshness, you know, like the the freshness that can come with someone you have reason to catch up with. She's a big Survivor fan, kind of got me into Survivor, or, or we both got into it. Uh, she definitely got into it before I did, but both over the pandemic, I think. But anyway, um, it's just a great conversation. And she knows what the podcast is about, so I almost didn't even need to break the show up into segments because Joe was just, uh, Joe, Joe just could go on the death stuff. If you want to hear more of our conversation, including Survivor Talk, 
um, you can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Dave Marr. Donate the cost of a cup of coffee, five bucks every month. You'll get the full conversations, the raw audio there. Um, if you can bump it up to $15 a month or like the cost of a meal a month, then I will shout you out on the podcast as a pigeon level subscriber. Those patrons are Fred Fidoa, Susie Carroll, Kurt Chang, Katie Llewellyn, John Lee, Shuba Singh, and Debo. Thanks to them. Thanks to you for listening. And now it's just, it's just time. We got to do it. Uh, enjoy this conversation with Joe Scott. I grab your whip and take it back to Chi-Town. When I'm in Chi-Town, I treat it like... Paint your hell. Oh, yeah. A custom hell designed for you. Okay, honestly, custom hell would be nothing, which could happen. Wait, what do you mean? It ends and we don't... No eat, consciousness. No, no consciousness. That would be hell. Thank you. Okay, so you are at your... Wait, is that's your great fear? Because that's my absolutely like, number one fear in all of life. <laughs> yes, that's my, and I think it's might happen. Like, I think it's <laughs> <Yeah>. pretty, <laughs> pretty up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, that is the true hell. I could, I could literally live through anything else, and I think in some ways we are living through it right now. But, um, good and bad. I just, I just would. I, it, it crushes, it's soul crushing to think that like this ends and it ends and that's it. And you can't do anything about it. And you know what? There's no reason to worry about it because you won't know the difference. See, but this, that's the argument, right? That is the argument. I, I, I wasn't aware before I was born. I'm not going <laughs> to be aware after I die. Fuck off. It's Causing me pain now to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. And I mean, not to be like, you know, I don't know. Are you in Hope Engaged yet? What's what's the deal, Dave? You put what's a, up with you being so traditional about marriage? Are That's you guys – are okay, what are your intentions with this woman? Um, I <laughs> actually have... hope texted me these questions. <laughs> she she sure, that. she sure did not. <laughs> they should have been she, listening. <laughs> it has been eight years. Oh wow! Of her, of her, slowly, slowly coming around to the idea of maybe getting married. Right, uh, and I'm just like a little bitch. I'm like, I, I just think it would be. Awesome. I just think it would be fun. I think it'd be nice to like mm-hmm. do in front of our friends. And she's like, what's the point of it for real though? And I'm like, because mm-hmm. I want to, I don't know, you know, like that's my thing. And it's, it's at the point where it would absolutely not be a traditional give us money so we can go on a trip. For We're sure. not trying to spend five digits of money right to 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 pay a venue like get out of here no right yeah. where we could do okay so she's kind of like yeah hesitant but would it help like health insurance like blah, 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 all these other things is it pra- is it a practicality none of us for have, some none, people? 
Yes, but neither of us make any money. It's not like like the closest we get is like pick the same marketplace plans, the the same separate marketplace plans Plans. every year. Gotcha. I I, I really like, you know, Peter and I have been together so long. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I think I'm kind of in hopes camp where I'm like, well, I guess, yeah. What is the point? Like you know, you'll. That's be what I wonder because you you are so non traditional in so many ways, and then for you to be constantly telling your dude friends when are you going to put out a ring on it? What's <laughs> it? I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't know. I'm just like love, love. I I love. Well, here's the thing. It's not that I love love or whatever. I do though, but it's not that. It's that well, we're deeply in love. Right. We both we both want to spend the rest of our lives together. Okay. I mean, she panics when she even thinks about the phrase, the rest of your life. You know, she's like, I don't, that's so, that's so much time. I don't know if we'll change, but like, we've been through so many changes. I just have a hard time imagining that we won't continue to evolve together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how, where are you guys on kids? Let's go there. I mean, because this is significant. I'll tell you, this is. I am asking this question significant to this next part of my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I appreciate it. Um, I. There are there are things that people say that seem like pat excuses these days, like, oh, the environment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh kids are expensive Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I'm aware are like cliches, but they're real concerns. Like I had a, I had a guest on recently who has a joke about being like, she had like ovarian cysts and she's like, Oh yeah. I heard this one. And she's like, yes. Okay. She's like, why would I want to give birth to my own competition for water? Right. Which is like amazing because it's a real fucking Thing. thing. Yeah. And so so I don't know. Like I think I would be a, a good dad if I weren't depressed. <laughs> I think um I think it would be I one of my top impossible desires in life is to know her as a kid. Like to like be able to meet her and just like see her be this weird little kid. Hope. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so that would be awesome to 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 meet like whatever our shit would combine into, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but <sighs> we're so broke, dude. And yeah. I like, and I, and I. Am genuinely unhappy with the creative achievements I've had in my life. Whoa, Dave. I mean, well, I just mean like, like, if, like, let it be said. That's not true. I'm not unhappy with the achievements I've had. I'm unhappy with the lack of more. What is that like your if I died have, right now, yeah. let it be known that like I didn't die having done everything I wanted to do. Okay, yeah. What is the end goal? Would you have an end goal in mind? Like this to me is success beyond money 
beyond healthcare, which is obviously those are state. I'm not disregarding them. I'm those are obvious. I'm co- I'm counting out the obvious. What is it for you? Well, what is this is success? What does that mean for you? What is no? But you oh, said this is success. What is what? What would make you die happy? What What are you saying? Like I would feel accomplished if this. I would feel accomplished if this podcast had a hundred thousand listeners. I would feel accomplished if I had a residency at this. I would feel accomplished if I wrote a book. What is your, what is, and do you have that? Are you like, I'm working and working and working and then I'll, I'll figure out what will give me that accomplishment. I tried to just ask you a question you asked me in the hopes of, (laughs) Allowing you to be a legitimate guest on the show, but if you insist on hosting, well, I'm I not going to host. Well, I'm concerned because, like, stay. I see my friend. Listen, I see a lot of similarities as a fellow artist who's been doing it for a long time, and just kind of like yeah. you get to the point where you're in it and you know you're good and you're confident in yourself. Otherwise, you wouldn't continue, continue. But you're like, also, I know I'm good. I'm confident in myself. This is why I'm doing it. But also, I've been doing it so long. I don't have another option. This is actually yes, it. yeah, 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 yeah. And so I empathize and like I sympathize. I get that vibe, and I'm asking you these questions because I think that, that is what has held me back. And I'm actually okay with it. I'm in a much different place because I get Peter as a benefactor. But I am. <laughs> I'm saying like I think there are some things that I could be doing better, and it is focusing on like what is this? What is the goal? For me, the goal is to stay in the game and to work with friends. And if that's me being a PA for my friend on a job, if Carmen gets, if Carmen books, uh, writes a movie and he's like, I need someone to work with the kids. I'm not joking. You no joke. I would sincerely be happy to do something like that, making money, being around friends, but it's not. And I know, I know it's not good enough to just be like, I want to be around my friends, but that's all I have to give right now. And so I'm asking if you are in the same boat or you just like, no, I, I have this goal, Joe. And I know that this is what I'm working towards. And once I get there, I'll be happy. Well, that's the problem is because it is a moving target. There definitely, which points to some work I need to do in my brain and body to be more happy where I'm at create in terms of creating the things I want to create. I'm doing it. Yes, Like agree. I've given, I've given up the TV ambitions. Not that it's like, um, I am opposed to doing that stuff, but I'm not like pursuing being an actor. It's like when auditions come, they're fun. I do my best. It's whatever. But what what really for me, if I could not be on social media and still fill a 500 to 1,000 seat theater anywhere I wanted to travel to, that would feel pretty close to – it, but also it's like I want to keep like making things. So I don't so there for there to be an exact endpoint is really dangerous. Then it's just like right. death. You know, it's like what oh, I'm just gonna Okay, right. now I can just curl up and shrivel up and die. You know, I it, like there is a ton of artistic stuff where it's like I wanna express this, I wanna do 
this kind of thing that does that. Um, uh, You're so in it though. You're so in it. You can't see, you can't even see and congratulate yourself for the successes you've had. You're so in it. You can't, you're in literally the Mecca of comedy, like Chicago. It's, you know, for me to go away, I kind of realized like how, you know what I mean? You're a, you teach in Chicago. You're like one of the only storytellers, one of the only like this and this, like this is high level stuff. You have a This American Life episode, okay? Like this is some like, but, but anyways, I'm not being like this and I'm just saying like, it's hard for us. Because we are Which is hard so when close. your friends have a podcast where they just keep shitting on you over, wow. and, over and over again. You know what? That's our that's foreplay for us. We're <laughs> that's not like us flirting. Um. Anyways, but, but I love that. But where? How does this feed into custom hell for you? Well, okay. So well, let me go back because a couple places. The reason why I like wanted to be like, how how are you feeling, Dave? Is because you know it, I don't want to hear a friend to be like, I don't feel like I've had. Um, at this level of success yet. It was just hard. So I, I was, derailing. I just think it's important to be honest. Yes. I, I think it's important to be honest. It's like, like what we're going to, someone's going to die. Like, cause I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I fucking swear. I don't frame everything in terms of my coma, but like I've had the experience of people dying and they get painted as like um i i i I listened to some like local chicago comedy like round table recently and they were talking about all the great chicago comics who've died and they're mentioning people i'm like it's incredibly sad that they're gone they they definitely had a unique spirit were they a great comedian absolutely (laughs) not and it is fucking it's it's almost I find it like cr- like harmful and flattening <laughs> to go oh yeah this person who only did puns about eight would their jokes were just remember trapper keepers remember fruit by the foot like I'm sorry like it's it's way more interesting to be like remember how this person just did jokes like that and that was their thing as opposed to being like. So and so was a great comedian. Like, I don't know. It just yeah. that just bothers me. So I just want people to know not to fucking to be fucking sad. <laughs> if I'm if I if I die before I get off social media, okay. Just know that I've just know that I failed. We literally will be like, we're sad. Dave is gone, and. <laughs> Even no, worse, I've he worn never out reached. All my goodwill on he that never front. reached his full potential, and there was more to come. And you thought that was good? He was about to die fourteen different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so that's why you got distracted. But. No, and then and then to go back while I, while I was asking about um, hope, well, just I was interested in hope, but then asking about kids was because I'm telling you, Dave, it and you know, email the podcast. This mom stomps at at gmail.com. This whole death, life, death thing really changes when you have kids. It really changes. Mm -hmm, And that's mm -hmm. why I'm so interested in your 100th episode with your mom because she like lived it. But my thing is like when you're a kid, when I was a kid, I never thought about dying. 
never, yeah. it, it didn't happen to me. Da, da, da. Right now I'm in the phase of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm in my forties. You know, I feel like I've had these phases in my twenties. Again, I'm from Indiana. So in my twenties, a lot of people were getting married mid twenties, a lot of people mm-hmm, buying mm-hmm. homes, high school. Right. And then we have like the high school reunion. Then we have the college reunion. Now I'm in this phase where I'm getting texts about friends, parents dying. And it feels like a mm-hmm. lot, but I'm like saying to Peter, I think this, this is the new phase we're in. Like this is yeah. the phase we're in, but, but I'm going in a lot of di- different directions. I, brought up the fact that I didn't really think about dying when I was a kid. It just was something that happened to someone who had cancer. It was someone that was right. really old, not something I considered. And even as an adult in the twenties, didn't really think about it. It's too scary to think about. Now I have to think about it because my kids are constantly asking. I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, Claire Fabret also brought up that one of your kids was especially obsessed. And I wanted to know your, your thoughts about raising a a kid and what you answer. Like, didn't he did? I I don't know which one, but he said some, he, he couldn't say die. He wrote D. Oh yeah. Yeah. We don't say story. Well, we just, well, there's no story there. I don't think. I don't. Well, let me say just like we don't say D in the house. We don't say die in the house. We say D. We don't say kill in the house. We say K. We don't say. There was one time we were reading a, a book, and it was about a vet, and there the the animal is going to the operating room, and my kid was like, "Can you say O R like?" operating room, even though that is an acronym that's used, I was like, okay, we're done here. We're not fucking shortening yeah, everything. Okay. I'll yeah, say, yeah. but we say D and K and it's like Annie and I say it to each other. It's so commonly used, but, um, you know, I did tell the kids about dying maybe a little too young, way too young. We were at the park and they were like three or something and they were fighting. They're toddlers to- toddling around fighting. And, um, you know, I was like, you have to stop fighting right now. You have like always kind of just like, I'm not close with my siblings. I love right. them, but I'm not right. close with them. And there's so much that, and I love my parents. I don't have, um, I, I think this comes with age. So if you're listening and you, you don't have this yet, believe me, you'll have grace for your parents eventually. But you know, my parents did a fucking shit ton wrong. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, this is who I am for better, for worse. But, um, you know, I feel like my parents didn't foster like a relationship with my siblings. Like they didn't help it. Mm-hmm. They were always trying, to, they, they're the kind of parents is like, well, they all had all their dinner. So they did it right. So they're constantly competing. We were constantly competing oh, for time. Okay. Okay. And so, like, I really tried to go the extra effort to be like, you guys have each other. And I will say to them, I'm like, I'm not close with my sister and my brother. Right. Like, and I'm sad about it. Like, we have to, there's this weird thing in fucking American culture that is just like, it's bad to be happy with your family. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, if someone's white too culture. close, yeah, white, white American. It's honestly, culture. it's honestly white culture because yes. it's not fucking everyone. It is yeah. not everyone. Yeah. But I see that in, it's fucking all over the media where it's just like, it's not cool 
to live with your parents. It's not cool right, to right, have a friendship right. with your mom. It's not cool. And I'm so fucking over it and I hate it. And I'm just kind of like, you guys have a special bond. Like you have each other. Yes, you can make friends with everyone, but and I'm going to die one day. This is their three-year-old. Yeah. I'm going to die one day, and I expect you guys to lean in on each other when I'm not here. And they instantly started crying on the playground. Wait, but you hadn't even explained what dying was? I go, I'm going to die. I'm going to be gone one day. They start crying. You're going to die. Well, they know what dying is, right? Because of Disney, they know dying. But okay, I think okay. they hadn't like personalized it. You're yeah. gonna die, yeah, like yeah, yeah. literally, like this. Yes, everything dies. Look, this flower is gonna die. Everything <laughs> dies. <laughs> like so matter of fact, and so like yeah. chill about it. And they, I, I swear to you, they've never recovered. And for my one of my kids went through a really long phase where he would just go to bed at night and just be like, okay. If I can put my brain in a robot after ID, is that still me? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And he'd be like, okay, well, like if I can, if my heart goes, like he's just trying to wrap his mind around it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like very honest with him. I'm just like, hey, man, I, the the, the part that is scary is that none of us know. And I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know the answer. And they you should have him listen to this podcast. I should. I wonder what they would think. But what I say, like, so just recently they did like something at the theater and, you know, they've done stuff at school. They're not interested in theater at all. And okay. um, they just did something to help to, they did something at the theater. And afterwards they were like, one of them was like, I want to be an actor. And I fully like came in the house after I was driving the car. They said I almost get an accident. And I come in like, it's like an eighties movie. I'm like, your son wants to be an actor, Peter. Like like, so mad. And so just like, and so I do this bit in um, funny games where this open mic that Kate O'Connor and I host, where I'm telling the story where one night my son and I were going to bed and he was saying to me, like, I'm going to figure it out. Like I'm going to figure out how we can continue living beyond dying. And he was Mm -hmm. so earnest and I was like almost in tears. And I was like, I want you to like, I, (laughs) I want you to, I need you to like, I'm here for it. And so during the standup, I was like, I want you guys to know that like when my kids were here last week and you guys were all laughing, I I don't do that at home. I don't laugh at every joke that they say. I don't, but you gave, you gave them this false sense of success And they were on the verge of figuring out dying. And now they want to be in a Nickelodeon show. And that's on you guys. (laughs) They had goals that were going to change the world. (laughs) And now they want to act. This is insane. But anyways, I'm getting like way off. But I guess like I think about it so much more because of my kids. And I guess it's like it's never going to change. I mean, they're very – and we're honest with them about religion – um, Peter's parents are religious. Like, you know, we have tons of friends that are religious and, you know, I should send you this video, Dave, of like, we went to this, um, shrine of the immaculate conception. I'm going to stomp it. That's for crossover <laughs> listeners. It's in, um, it's in DC. It's a really cool church to go visit on the, um, 
Catholic University um, campus. It's so beautiful. And it's the Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. They have all of these like little alcaves or or just like little coves of different, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, different shrines to Mary and the Immaculate Conception. It's so cool. And literally like 50 of these. And we're explaining to the kids what like angels are. And then later that in that, day Coleman is like washing his hands and he's like Mm -hmm. so like what are the angels I'm like no they're like they're 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 like babies flying I don't think so (laughs) (laughs) they're just like that's insane like they're trying to sell us on babies flying (laughs) (laughs) but anyways we we try to we talk to them about like the different religions and like they're well aware but like it's so funny. We were talking to them about Hinduism and they like try to like tie it into JK Rowling and they were like, oh, okay, like kind of what JK was doing. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> what JK, JK was, was doing. doing. But, um, but the question, Joe, is sorry. what is your custom hell? I told you nothing. But I thought you were going to give a, let's say it is something. Are you saying like there's a pet peeve that I like like no, no, I'm not saying pet peeve. We can accept nothing, but I thought I I will I will accept nothing. You're I like I now... went on this 45 minute journey with you, Joe, <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> it's I can I can actually time it. It's been 23 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm talking But like- I thought you were talking about you have a mom podcast. You get to talk about your kids all you want. Please so. edit all of this out. Obviously, I feel bad. I don't want to. <laughs> no. Like- no, 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 no. This is uh, this is great stuff. This is great podcasting. I'm wondering. I thought I thought you were going. What's your thing with hope? What's your thing with success? And then you were going to do this amazing as an improviser, sort of like th- weaving the thread back and going. That's great because. If if I were conscious in hell, this is what my hell would be. And instead, you were just kind of free associated. No, I was having a discussion with my friend, kind of checking in on your relationship and how you feel about kids and kind of just then saying that this is all very scary to me. The answer is nothing. But I'm telling you, I think about it nonstop because of my kids. And that is something. And I'm not just saying like, I think that it's going to happen. Nothing. I have to live until my kids turn 18. Otherwise, I will come back from the dead. I don't know. I I, I think about it every day. I think about it every day. I don't want, please, please, whoever, let me live until my kids are at least 18. When they turn 18, I'm sure I'll ask for longer, but they just cannot be those kids with the dead mom. God, please. Hey, it's Dave. I am taking a break from the guest for a moment to tell you about my newsletter, Definitive Answers. It's short for Definitive Answers to Unanswerable Questions. Basically, every week I send an essay in which I am squeezing current events in my own life for insights into creativity, culture, mental health, the kind of stuff I talk to guests about, but it's just me. So if you want essays like that, if you want music recommendations, a mood board of links and worthy places to donate. Think of it like an old school alt-weekly, but just from my very overly sensitive comedy man's perspective. If that sounds good to you, you should subscribe. 
It's called Definitive Answers. You can go to thisisdavemar.substack.com or just click the link in the show notes. And I'd love to have you and tell me if you like it. Okay, back to the guest. So here we (laughs) get to transition into imagining the opposite. Okay, so what do you hope happens when you die? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I guess okay. like I so there, this has been fun. Nothing and nothing. <laughs> wow. It's so You've hard. never heard a theory or a story or something that you're like, that would be I would I would really love that. Or Yes, I there's something I have seen and it is insane because it's a movie from like the eighties or the nineties. And I saw it young. And I was kind of like, oh, maybe that's it. And so far, that's been the best version of it. But it's called Defending Your Life. Have you? you Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I I haven't seen it, but it's kind of next on the the Afterlife movie club list. It's come up a couple times on this show. Great. Um, The the Defending Your Life with Meryl Streep. And actually, I don't know the guy who's in it with her, but Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks, who looks like, do you know who? Daniel from Survivor season 42, the guy who had like, did you get Wait, this vibe? No. Oh, wow. I think that's a little anti-Semitic. But Is I'll it? Let it pass. Fuck off. They don't look alike to you? <laughs> No, I see it. I see it. But Daniel's so much. Albert Brooks is a legend and incredible. Daniel was so annoying. I didn't say they acted alike or they seemed similar. I said they kind of look Okay, but I'm just saying that's why I was upset. Okay. Well, Albert Brooks, that's his name? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So him and Meryl Streep, and you probably know this if it's come up, they are, they meet each other in like a- Like a way station. Yeah, like in a in between, where she has evolved, she's going to go on to heaven, mm-hmm. and he's not. But they like fall in love, and he wants to like continue on with her, and right. it's all kind of like this whole kind of like you're choosing to go, um, you're choosing like basically he would be choosing the next life. So like that whole kind of like that idea that like your kids choose you is like, so like heartwarming to me. Your kids choose you. Yeah. Like if Coleman and guy are like in this, like, and they're kind of like, okay, like we know we want to like go, go to this life or just like, kind of like, Oh, I, maybe I've been through like a hundred other lives that were like boring to me. And I wanted to go through this life to kind of have right a harder like childhood or something. Cause I thought that would be yeah. fun. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> There's, <laughs> I like, I mean, and this is, this kind of goes back to my aunt Mo's thing. The thing with reincarnation is like, first of all, is enticing or like attractive because it means like there's no end and that's what's really scary we don't want anything to end but also means that we get to kind of let things there's something about reincarnation that lets people off the hook too much in my mind i'm not saying people who believe in it yeah are like are like i just i think actually people who are like really into reincarnation are super thoughtful 
So I don't think that. But it I, is. Oh, kind no, 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 no. Hold up there. I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Well, I, I think reincar- <laughs> I think reincarnation appeals intuitively to a lot of people. There is something. There's some truth to it, right? That like things are cyclical. That that the seasons, things die and are reborn. Like I think that resonates with a certain aspect of human experience. And so I think not that it's all this, it might not even be the majority of people who believe in reincarnation, but there is, there is a large contingent of those people who are the, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual kind of people, which is also fine, but there's a certain lack of contemplation about it or a certain kind of toxic positivity to it that rubs me the wrong way. And so when someone just goes, uh, yeah, yeah, reincarnation, my initial thing is like, but why? So anyway, continue. But that's my thing about, about reincarnation being thoughtful. I think it can sometimes be automatic. Mm -hmm. I think like the problem with it is, it allows you to disregard someone in hardship in a way if you're going that deep on it. Cause you can say like this person chose that this person will evolve out of that. Right, this person right, right, right. like, this is like, I'm not saying like I'm there, but like my aunt Mo moment was like, Oh, like everyone else is a hologram. They're here to teach us a lesson. It's like, <laughs> that's makes it easier. And it's just, everything's so hard. I'm, I don't know. Anyways, Defending Your Life was like a good movie. I mean, that would be the dream, right? I don't know. I I don't know if I could- To get s- to choose what you want next. See, the reason why it's not the dream to me is because I love my unit so much. I, mm. I this suggests that like, I, I, I don't believe that- y- you'll we'll be together like beyond this and that's really but would you hope for that of course like that's the hope but then like how does this that was the question joe what do you hope it just isn't realistic like i mean let's say like that it can happen then how is that different than the real world and how are we evolving as like beings right so it is like what's the point of having death in the middle of it Right. Like, okay, now we're going to go to this next level where we kind of like do this better version of the same thing we've been doing. Right. But like- Who's in charge of the levels and why did we have to go through the bad one first? Right. And it's just like, I just, I would love to live forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. But like, I just think we just end and I'm okay with that, I think. It sounds like you're not okay with it at <laughs> well, all. Well, what can you do? I mean, I'm trying to live Rage. my like <laughs> could you imagine? My kid was about to change the world. <laughs> and then <laughs> I mean, like, this is like I always kind of like, I'm always kind of like, I think Madonna is working on it. Like, I feel like if anyone doesn't <laughs> I'm always kind of like, well, Madonna's like older than us. I feel like she's really working hard. What about funeral planning? Okay, yes. Have you have you have you thoughts on this? No. Well, I have one thought, and I've talked about this okay. quite a bit. I've told like at least a couple dozen people this. Is uh-huh. that um when my aunt died, and I have several aunts, um, when my aunt died, she might have been in her fifties, but I think she was probably in her forties. She had MS. Um, her daughter uh 
was in high school. My, my dad, my uncle, they have seven brothers and sisters. So it's a big family. My aunt Mm -hmm. Kate is from a big family. My cousin Maggie, her daughter is the brightest light of sunshine you'll ever meet in your life. Like she's so gregarious. She has a million friends. Like, so this is like a massive funeral, right? There's, and also the two people, the person that passed away grew up in this town. The husband grew up in this town. The kid, this is like, it was a massive attendance. And um, at the end of the funeral, I've never seen this happen. I've never seen this since, but I think this should be how every funeral ends. At the end of the funeral, the priest said, let's give Kate a round of applause for a life well-lived. And everyone stood up and just started cheering. And it was just like so cathartic. And it was like such a happy way and such a beautiful way. And I cannot believe this is not how every funeral ends. It was awesome. That is awesome. I love that. And for it to be the ending too is really good. Yeah. Give them a round of applause for a life well lived. I mean, like I, ooh, I, I was like blown away. And I think it's also fitting that this appeals to you as a performer. <laughs> I don't want to fucking. I will only. I mean, the real the real question will be: is, Will Peter Scott stand? Will he stand? Well, you know, he's a harsh critic, so he'll only stand if he believes I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> all all your life, he's judging whether or not you're living it well. And yeah, that will determine. Yeah, he knows I love that moment at Kate's funeral. He knows it needs to be said, but he's like, okay, but that doesn't mean I will definitely stand. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Of course. But it also it also says that you seem to believe that he will outlive you. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I have a tragic end in my future. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh my god, Dave, you should see like my kids. I'll be leaving to go to the theater. So like at eight o'clock, eight 30, they're going to bed. They like run to the door. Goodbye, Joe. We love you so much. You're the best (laughs) mom. And it's like so serious and so earnest that I'm like, I have to die tonight. Right? Like that was like in a movie, right? (laughs) Like that is, you just gave me the kiss of fucking death. What do you mean? You love me like so much. Relive one memory is the prompt here. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with this prompt? Say it and I'll tell you. So. Yes. The premise is in the afterlife, you get to fully relive one memory whenever you want. However many times you want doesn't mean all your other memories are wiped. It just means you have to choose one to drop down into like a, like a door you can open and just re-experience this memory whenever you want, but you have to pick one. What is that memory? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, before I answer, cause I've, I do have like a very specific answer. Okay. Before I answer, I do want to know, have in the past, have people said a bad memory? Um, that's a good question. I want to say, no, it doesn't tend to be, a bad memory. Um, there, there's, there's variety to the, to the type of memory, but 
Um, the next question I ask is like, is what's your coma? And, and sometimes I've had negative transformational experiences in that answer. People will be like, this changed me for the worse. Um, but in terms of the memory question, no, there, it's not usually a bad memory. Although I would welcome that if that were the case. Because for me, I have a very specific time in my life where things changed and it happened when I was a kid and I would love to know full perspective on that moment. I would, I would want to see it from my parents' view. I would want to see it from my extended family's view. I would want to see it from my siblings' view. I would want to see it from my view. So like, just it's it's an emotional moment or there was like a, a specific time and a place specific thing happened. that happened that okay go <laughs> oh i don't know if i'm like a hundred percent comfortable but i would say like, okay 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 i don't want to make you uncomfortable but give me as much as you're comfortable with. okay but i would say i would be so even though i think the concept of this is like what's that happy member you want to go back to and you'd it'd be at not necessarily I think that I'm just so um, interested, like to know what everything about that, because it was the moment, or it was basically, it was when my family and I and everyone decided I would stop living with my parents and I would start living with my aunt and uncle, who I love. But it just changed everything. It changed so much. And there's so many times that I'm like, could I have just continued to endure? And for just like a couple more years, I was in a sophomore. And in high school? Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, I regret it. I regret it. And it wasn't really my choice, but it was kind of like, I feel like I could have pushed harder. And then. Just I, there was some sort of dangerous or yeah, it's like I situation. had it was like this is a day you can't be here anymore. This happened like you can't be here, and as a result, like I'm not close with my brother. I'm not close with my sister. Mm. I had to like because they were still there, or are they older? They're one's younger, one's older, uh, and they stayed. Yeah, but it wasn't like affecting them. It was affecting me, and so I'm just kind oh. of like it. It just, you know, I just, and it's so much, and I'm like pretty private, as you can tell by the fact that I'm like so guarded. No, no, no. I mean, this is, but yeah, it is I get like, that. it is like everyone kind of had a hand in it then, like all my aunts and all my uncles, and kind of like, I love my aunt and uncle, and I'm trying to, I don't think they'll ever listen to this. God forbid they do. I don't want this to be a judgment on them. Like, I okay, love Okay, well, them. I mean, I like to think this is accessible to all sorts of <laughs> Yeah. Well, so I'm just I wouldn't saying, say, like, God forbid, they never, well, maybe I'm, they could listen to the reverse of Rue. Yeah, no, they listen to all your, all your podcasts, but hopefully they miss this one because I don't, I would, yeah. I, it's just so many things were taken wrong and so many things, mm. it affected, it, it was the ripple effect was insane. And so, so I wish I could see that moment. I could see that night and I could say that was the right choice or we could have moved past this. Well, this is interesting because this gets into, I know one of your favorite movies as well as mine territory. It's a wonderful life. Territory, oh yeah. 
where, so is this what you're asking? What you're asking is you kind of want it. That's a, and it's a wonderful life experience making different decisions in this moment. Yeah. Like to I see the effects. Sometimes in hindsight, I'm like, I could have saved my mom several years of sadness. I could have saved a friend, like friendship with my brother. I could have for what, you know, for this or that. So, so, but going back, would you, is the purpose of going back because you're not sure if that's to have the clarity case? on the moment, like to have clarity to be like, and okay, you want to, cause, right. cause it's like maybe someone, maybe whoever's sending you back, whoever you get to consult with is like, shows you and is like, see, actually this was always the destiny of your relationship with your brother or something like that. Yeah. Or just kind of like, yeah, this was right. This was the right move. There right. was really no other option. This was the right move. But it it's like, there's so many moments in our life, whether they're traumatic or not, that when we look back on them, I feel like we're kind of like, why did I do that? Or what was I thinking then? And it's very cloudy to me. Anyways. Do you have a lot of regrets? Um, No, actually I don't. I mean, there's so... Dave, I like truly love who I am. I love. None of the way you've talked about me on <laughs> mom stomp is uh, you, you regret that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I'm so happy. That's why I'm like saying like earlier when I was like, I don't harbor any bad feelings to my family or, or parents or mm-hmm. yeah. siblings. Cause I just, I like where I have gotten and I don't think I would have gotten without there without xyz yeah and i'm you know even you know fucking sorry what was the question i'm sorry dave <laughs> this is fucking insane none of this is usable this is what annie and i say every time oh none of that we have to delete God. everything and the irony is the only unusable part is you saying none of this is usable none of this is usable i'm like about to cry i would go back to that moment and i hope that people would i you got to go back who cares about the good moments you got to go back to the bad moments and just be like was re-examine that like to me that's how you get stronger or whatever i don't know <laughs> your I goal is to be sense. your goal is to I want to be the strongest person sense. in heaven <laughs> I want to be the most evolved person in heaven. What's your coma? Right. And this is this is, so so it maybe it's the same as the previous question. Um but we should also say just in terms of the thread of me uh you know a lot of episodes are me very quickly saying, you know, I was in a coma for a month and it's not a clean narrative, but before I feel like I was one version of myself and after I was another version of myself and what's a moment of transformation for you like that. But I think it's important also to, you know, to the extent that anyone might be listening and piecing together parts of my story that you are actually a very large portion of the recovery story because you, and I think it was Devin Bachrath put together those, got a bunch of people to say nice things about me or, or memories of me and rolled them up into gel capsules that I then with 
fingers that couldn't focus <laughs> on anything had to individually open one at a time. Um, so yeah, you, you were, that was such a, there, there are people from that time who I now have questioned, like, well, first of all, when, when people like initially people asked me about what I thought of everyone's reaction to mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and kind of, and I was in a very like accepting place initially mm-hmm. where I was like, people, people want to belong. People want to say things. The internet is the internet. And then I slowly, as I started to like friends moved away, I started to feel more isolated. I like drifted from the center of mm-hmm. the, not that I was the center, but cl- just drifted further from the center of the Chicago comedy scene mm-hmm. and, and feeling more alone, I've started to be like, yeah, what was with that person or this person? But what you did was a very unobtrusive, pure service that involved a lot of other people gathering other people's thoughts together and serving them up you you sent me this this pill bottle with these Dave Love pills, and then you were and then you were gone. You were like, "This is here. Have this. No attention needed for me." So I really appreciate that. That was a that's I I that's a very I have a lot of respect for that approach to showing up for someone in a crisis. Thank you, Dave. I think it, I think, I think Dev did really spearhead it. We did like a goodbye for Annie and we had that idea and, or I had that idea. I'd I'd done it for Peter, you know, when we were romantic in college and Mm. then Dev was like, let's do this for Dave. And of course we were like, let's go, let's do it. And, um, I just fucking love Devin. Sorry. That's just a sidebar. Yeah. She, She is, she is, she is her energy is I hope heaven is her energy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but, um, for sure. I mean, and that's how you got to do something. And I don't know what the point of that was, but that was really nice. No, I was, that was, I I don't, I'm not looking, but, but I'm just saying like, yes, that is how everything needs to be done without any. Right, 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 right. Um, so what was my before coma moment for you? Is it the same as this memory that you would choose to relive to get answers or what would you call? Cause I think, I think there's multiple moments for everyone. Um, and obviously childbirth is a natural one for many people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't say that to pimp you into a, a specific answer. Um, just to kind of present the array of possibilities, what's your coma? You know, I, um, it wasn't the highest, I, I think I, you know, I think, I don't know if you can have these coma moments when you're, in my opinion, when you're a kid, cause you're still kind of learning and evolving mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like maybe what you're describing, I just had this year I was going through what I feel like everyone is going through. And Annie and I have talked about this is almost kind of like, it's not even worth mentioning. I just assume everyone's depressed right now. 
Like, yes. Why? I just listened to the episode where <laughs> you asked people to request D <laughs> one, one through, through 10. 10. <laughs> how depressed are you? And then we'll move on to it. It feels like a hack stand up joke at this point. Like, for us to all just be like, Stop asking how people are. Just asking – just ask how bad they are. <laughs> yeah, just – so how bad is it right now? How, yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, so I mean just recently was going through like a horrible depression. Literally, um, I feel like a few people in pop culture like – I'm trying to think – was it Regina King's son, uh, Miss America? There, a couple people committed suicide. Um, and I, instead of being like g- gasp, I was like, yeah, well, I mean, I was like, I see that. Like, it is hard. Like, it just right. felt, and it's almost kind of like my indifference to it was, you know, a little alarming. Right. Um, that doesn't feel good to just be like shrug, like, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. you, buddy. But um, I don't know. I told Annie one day I just like, kind of woke up and felt different. And I feel like maybe that was my coma moment recently because I – but I can't even explain it. <laughs> like I, felt different as in this it is felt what, like the depression had lifted? Yes. And I'm – Okay. I don't take anything. I don't – um, see a therapist. I mean, this is all kind of like some deep seated shit from years ago. I just have bad experience, like as a kid with therapists mm-hmm. and like, I just sure. don't. And, um, so it just was, I woke up one day and was like, I feel different. And I'm telling you for the last like eight weeks, I've felt better and felt like completely different. And I, I don't know why I'm even saying this. Cause it wasn't a moment, but like, it's worth noting that like, it just, to me, it's so – I just needed it to change and it did. And maybe mm-hmm. I did it subconsciously. But to me, I'm kind of like, fuck, is there a higher power? Like Annie and I talk about this like there will be like weird moments where like Annie will find an outfit that she needed for like a show. And I'm like, oh, my God, maybe there is a God. I'm not like <laughs> – it's not like something very – it's not like – someone was cured of cancer. It's like she found an outfit and, or like it, but it will be like, Oh, I had, I just felt like something like washed over me. And I, and I've never, ever had that in my life ever where I just like felt different like the next day. So you felt different from you did from when you did when you were depressed. Do you feel different from how you did before the depression? Um, Yeah. I think so because in what ways just like aware of like, this was bad and this is better where I didn't feel like I could even get that low prior. Mm, Okay. And kind of just appreciating being in the better, in the better zone, just truly appreciating it where it's not that I didn't appreciate it before, but I really didn't realize how bad it could be. Yeah. Does it, does does that energy direct outward at all toward other people, like in a way that it makes you more empathetic, or is it mostly just kind of awareness of your own machinery and be like, oh, this gauge gets low? 
this, this gauge is how low gets low. Yeah, because I and I will yeah. and I feel like now that I know, I will f- probably for sure seek out help next time because it's like it almost like got so low that I was like embarrassed to say how sad I was or like mm-hmm. embarrassed to like seek help because it had gotten so far out of control or like I was so scared to verbalize how I was feeling and also kind of like don't want to burden a single person. I don't want to burden anyone because everyone is feeling that way. And it's like the, the I feel like when my thinking is like that, it goes like, okay, what I'm going to say this to this person, they're not going to fix anything. So what I'm just going to go. Yeah. It's, it's really, really rough right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's next. It's, but it is kind yeah. of like Dave, you've been here where you're on an improv team <laughs> and it's like 10 degrees out and you email and someone emails and says they feel sick and they can't come to the show. <laughs> and then someone, e- and you think, fuck, I was going to, I was, I was literally just going to email that. And then someone else emails and you're like, fuck, I can't, I'm there's two in, I, and then you want to be the third, but then someone beats you to that. And now like, th- and then there's some fucking asshole on the team is just like, well, it's just you, me and Joe, I guess it's going to be us three. I'm like, no, we all need to cancel. We're all depressed. No one yeah. wants to be there. It's kind of like it's just like I feel like you tell people because you know someone else is going to say it to you first. You know it's coming. You know we're all feeling this way. And you're like I just have to. Get, I have to tell you this before. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. Like, hey, how's it going? I'm really bad. I'm mad. I know you're mad. This has been such a worthless like interview. I feel like, and I'm sorry. I kind of knew going in. I w- I, I was gonna I email you. Mind, I thought you were gonna say something different, but I was like, it would be so funny if she just called this podcast worthless. And yes, yeah, what you did. No, I mean me as I almost emailed you to be like convince you not to do this with me because I was like, I really don't think this and this. I just like I don't have anything and like. But, you know, I'm I'm happy to connect with you and see you as a friend. But it, to any of the oh listeners, God, <laughs> MomStop um, is actually losing listeners from this. <laughs> <laughs> There's the people, people that respected are, me more. People who listen, it will no longer show up in similar to my podcast podcast. You're people right. are going to – people – who the the whatever the overlap is, they're going and they're unsubscribing from mom stuff. Right. People that we know listen to both are Meg Strick first name, last name Meg Strickland, first name, last name Corey Flavor. <laughs> like I'm losing their respect. <laughs> and they're like Joe actually <laughs> makes no sense. She's hanging on by a three and she doesn't she doesn't believe anything. I'm a really happy person. You can I always say you can tell how happy I am by how often I say I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like, I swear I'm happy. That is the show. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Can you? Is that possible? I I don't expect bad news to stop coming, but maybe this is a week where we can just... Let's just try to keep static. Okay? (laughs) Anyway... Go to the show notes to follow Joe. Listen to Mom Stomp. Rate and review Mom Stomp. But rate and review this show first. Um, 
go to the Patreon, support the show. And until next week, remember, you are a mist. You are human. Only human. And human beings, they do.